Hey there, I'm Justin, the host of your favorite wrestling podcast, WWE Mentality. And have you ever thought about starting your very own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps that people like to listen to? And how do I make money from my podcast? The answer to this question and every question is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with the great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's why I'm doing this right now by reading this ad. Anchor has been super easy for me to use ever since I downloaded it just a few weeks ago, and I'm very, very glad that I did so because it's enabled me to be able to start talking about something that I love, which is wrestling. So if you want to start a podcast and get and make money at it, go to anchor.fm slash start. That's anchor.fm slash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor. Dot .fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Justin here at WWE Mentality. I'm just going to, I told y'all, I was going to give y'all a recap on Wednesdays of what happened from Monday Night Raw and Tuesday SmackDown. And that's what I'm going to be doing. You're going to be hearing new episodes, new podcasts every week from me on Mondays and Wednesdays. And today I'm actually sitting in the comfort of my own home with my son here in tow. He's um, playing quietly in the other room. You may hear him burst in from time to time because as I'm sitting here, I'm looking at him in the other room. He's playing with Braun Strowman and John Cena and Kane and his uh, WWE action figures. So my son is a WWE fanatic just like myself. His name is Austin, in case I didn't tell y'all already. He's named after the great and honorable Stone Cold Steve Austin. So, if you hear anything in the background, that's what you're going to hear. So, let's um, let's jump right in. Monday Night Raw. And for all of you that haven't watched it yet or intend to watch it, this is a spoiler alert. Let's just go ahead and say that. Things that have happened on Monday Night Raw and Tuesday SmackDown are going to be covered right now. So, we kick off Monday Night Raw... With Triple H. Triple H comes out and basically opens the show for everyone. And he gets Seth Rollins ends up coming out. And he tells Seth Rollins, he's like, you know, we know you're going to be a fighting champion. And we're going to give you your first title defense. is going to be coming up at WWE Money in the Bank, which is happening in May. Um, so with all that being said, there was two triple threat matches that took place on Monday Night Raw. One of them was between Rey Mysterio, Samoa Joe, and AJ Styles. The other was between, uh, let's see, who was it? Baron Corbin, Drew McIntyre, and The Miz. And I'll go through those as in the order in which they were received on the show. So they all end up coming out, though, at one point in time, and they're like, yeah, I'm going to win. No, I'm going to win. Yeah, I'm going to win each one of them. Samoa Joe, Rey Mysterio, AJ Styles, Drew McIntyre, and, and just everyone, so on and so forth. Uh, the Miz, Baron Corbin. So they all come out and they're like, we're gonna, we're gonna face AJ, or excuse me, Seth Rollins at Money in the Bank ladder or Money in the Bank pay per view for the WWE Universal Title. So that's gonna be basically to kind of set the tone for the whole show there for Monday Night Raw. 
So the, let's go ahead and kick off the first match. AJ Styles against Rey Mysterio and Samoa Joe. Um, I'm kind of like my buddy over at Bump the Mat, my buddy Jamie Wentz. He feels like Rey Mysterio should have won that match. Now, Rey Mysterio, Samoa Joe, and AJ Styles all went head-to-head. -head. Now, keep in mind, Samoa Joe is your current, your current United States champion, okay? He has moved from SmackDown over to Raw. Um, in this match, very hard fought. I was liking the 619s. I was liking the uh, the athleticism with all of the, the action and everything that took place. But AJ Styles reigned victorious, okay? Not Rey Mysterio, not Samoa Joe. AJ Styles won the first match to gain a match later on between the winner of the second triple threat match in the main event. In that main event, the winner of the main event was going to go on to face Seth Rollins at Money in the Bank pay-per-view for the WWE Championship. So AJ Styles won the first match. He will compete again later on in the night. Naomi defeated WWE Tag Team Champion Billy Kay, Women's Tag Champion Billy Kay. Now, the Iconics, as I've always said, they are they're, they're, they're a, a dime piece. That's all they really are. I'm serious. They, they have athleticism. Not, I'm not taking that away from them. But they're not what I would consider top-notch tag team glory, if that makes any sense. What I'm saying is, is basically they've slapped the titles on them until they can decide what they really want to do with these titles. They can build some sort of angle to have them taken from them and then bring that tag team championship uh, title to prominence and to back to glory but for right now they just put a little bit of lipstick on the title and have turned it loose we'll see what happens from there because there's a lot of different tag teams between raw and smackdown that are vying for the women's tag team championship and we'll get into that a little bit more a little bit later but now here we go to the second triple threat match of the night between the miz drew mcintyre and baron corbin well baron corbin ended up victorious in that match I personally feel like Drew McIntyre should have won. The Miz has unfinished business with Shane McMahon, but I don't know if that's necessarily going to go anywhere now after what happened last night on SmackDown, but I'll talk more about that in the SmackDown segment of this whole episode, this whole podcast, okay? Now, Baron Corbin won victorious, and okay, sure, Baron Corbin has come a long way from where he was. Now, yeah, granted, he's had some backstage heat in the past about his attitude, Hopefully he is shaped up. He's walking the more of a finer line with the WWE higher-ups and authorities so that he can actually vie for a championship spot. So Baron Corbin has won the second triple threat match and hopefully lead to something great. So he and AJ Styles now have a match in the main event at Monday Night Raw. With that being said... We're going to wait to get to that as soon as it comes up. It's at the very end. So I'm trying to go through this order by order in the way the events took place in Monday Night Raw. Sami Zayn comes out and addresses the WWE Universe. Right now, he's kind of in limbo. He has just gotten back from an injury. He was out for, what, 10 months or something. He was out for quite some time. And he just got back from an injury that plagued him for all just about all of... 2018 and part of 2019 he came back now he's just showed back up i believe after wrestlemania and now he's trying to find his way in wwe right now he's trying to be a heel they're putting him out there in the ring to see what kind of reaction he can gauge from the crowd and right now it's been kind of a mediocre one be honest with you in my opinion i feel like Sami Zayn needs to just uh fade away into the mist and maybe start doing some uh 
local house shows in different areas of the world. Maybe not necessarily mainstream WWE Monday Night Raw or SmackDown, but he just needs to kind of... He's just... He's mediocre. He's mediocre. He is kind of the road dog of this era. Road dog, to me, was a mediocre wrestler. I don't feel as if Sami Zayn has any future superstardom, but let's see what happens. I'm curious to see which direction he's going to go with his heel, with his major heel push that he told everybody to go to H-E double hockey sticks the other night. So we'll see which way that goes. Cesaro and Cedric Alexander. Now, I like the addition of Cedric Alexander from 205 Live to the main roster on Monday Night Raw. I do like that because I think that he is bigger than 205. I'm not a big fan of 205 Live. I've never really cared for it, even when they tried to push it a couple of years ago on Monday Night Raw. That was when I would get up and take a bathroom break or change the channel for a few minutes to watch what was going on on Monday Night Football was when there was a 205 Live match. Cedric Alexander was bigger than 205 Live. Him having a match against Cesaro, good match. Now, Cesaro, what's going on with Cesaro and Sheamus? Sheamus is out with a concussion, so to say. I don't believe that means that they're necessarily going to split up, okay? Despite what other people may say, I think that Sheamus is just simply out of action for a little bit. When he gets back, they're going to reform their tag team. Cesaro's just carrying on doing some single matches. However, I do feel like Cesaro needs to get a singles push. He's never really had one. Think about it. Even when he teamed up with Natalia's husband back, what was it, six or seven years ago, he was a ta- part of a tag team. He needs, the Swiss Cyborg needs a singles push. Okay, I'd like to see him get a good one because he's a very good wrestler. I think he's got a lot of potential and I'd like to see him get a good singles push. Is it going to happen? Probably not. When Cesaro, or excuse me, Sheamus comes back from his injury and he's, he's back to 100%, they'll be back in action together. NXT Tag Team Champions, the Viking Raiders, who were the Viking experience and then the Oakland Raiders. I know, I know that's not right, but whoever they were back in NXT, they attacked the Lucha House Party. All that being said, they're just trying to get them some steam built up for them. Maybe end up going after the tag team titles on Monday Night Raw. We'll see exactly how that goes. Maybe take them from Kurt Hawkins and that other clown, whatever. I can't remember his name right now. I'm looking at him, but I just can't remember his name. Uh, but yeah, those two, they're they're just kind of holding on to the titles because, again, they don't know what they're going to do with the Raw tag team titles. They're slapping them on somebody else just to give them a fresh face, and then they're going to eventually be on, get, come back to prominence and be on someone else. But the Raw and SmackDown women's champion Becky Lynch, she had a match with Alicia Fox. Like my buddy Jamie Wynn said over at Bump the Mat, she needs, Alicia Fox needs to just stop wrestling, okay? Number one, she was part of the reason why Arn Anderson got fired because Arn Anderson was trying to stick up for her. He should have, should have done it, probably not. But he was sticking up for her, trying to keep her, get her to keep her job because she was showing up drunk and show, and going to matches and participating in matches at house matches and same thing with on Monday Night Raw, she was drunk. So with all that being said, she needs to just disappear. She muffed so many. There was a Hurricane Rana that Becky Lynch tried to do to her the other night on Monday Night Raw that got muffed all to pieces. And I was just like, you got to be kidding me. This match isn't even worth it. Alicia Fox, do yourself a favor. Stop wrestling. You're done. Let Lacey Evans take over. Lacey Evans, to me, is fantastic. I am a fan of the Southern Belle. What does she call herself? The sassy Southern Belle Lacey Evans. Um, I'd like to see her take one of those two titles from Becky Lynch 
at the Money in the Bank pay-per-view. And Becky Lynch has two matches at the Money in the Bank pay-per-view. And we'll get into her second match when I get into my SmackDown segment of this podcast. Uh, Robert Roode, he's not Bobby Roode anymore, he's Robert Roode. He made a heel turn. I don't know if y'all picked up on that. But he made a heel turn. He and Chad Gable have split up. They're no longer a tag team. And Robert Roode is trying his hand at being heel. And I think he would be a pretty good heel. He has that kind of a-hole, excuse my language, face about him. And I think that he, he's going to be a good heel. So I think that's where he's found his niche is being a heel. He beat Ricochet the other night in a singles match. And in the night, AJ Styles and Baron Corbin had their match. It was a good match. Baron Corbin has gotten much better over the years as a wrestler. And he's a much better character. I like the direction they're going with him. However, AJ Styles reigned victorious and will face Seth Rollins at the Money in the Bank pay-per-view. I think that is an absolute horrible idea. AJ Styles against... What's up, guys? Sorry, I don't know what just happened there. My phone rang and it cut everything off, so I do apologize. So I'm going to try to splice this back in to where I left off with my last part of my podcast. Um, back to what I was saying, though. AJ Styles and Baron Corbin. AJ Styles, well, he was the winner. Just to give you a little recap of what I just said in case you got lost. AJ Styles against Seth Rollins at the WWE Money in the Bank pay-per-view is an absolute horrible idea. They need to build that up to be something much better because they can. I can totally see AJ Styles in a match against, uh, gosh, Seth Rollins, sorry, at, at either SummerSlam or WrestleMania. And that's something that I think that we really need to pay attention to because it's something that could be something great or something. I said it like 10 times just then. Apologize. Uh, but there's, yeah, I got a lot going on around me. Right now I'm wearing the podcast hat. I'm also wearing the dad hat and the dog hat because I got the dog looking at me too. But anyway, back on topic. Let's fast forward to SmackDown Live. SmackDown Live took place last night in Lincoln, Nebraska. And to open the show, Shane McMahon came out. And of course, there's a lot of beef there with Shane McMahon or the McMahon family and Roman Reigns after Roman Reigns landed a Superman punch on his father. So with Shane coming out and saying, I think it's like he defaced the American flag and defaced the $1 bill or, or something. I don't know. He just said he was like spit in the face of America is like it was when he punched his dad. He's like, so I'm not asking Roman to come out. I am your boss. I'm demanding that you come out. That type of thing. So here comes Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns walks down to the ring. Here comes Elias. Elias tries to attack Roman. Roman turns around, punches Elias. Shane attacks Roman. Anyway, they end up attacking Roman Reigns. I like this a little bit. I'm not crazy about it, but I do like it because Elias is one of my favorite wrestlers. And he, to me, has been underutilized ever since making the jump to the main roster a few years ago. I want to see him get a good push. They've been shoving Roman Reigns down our throats for the last forever since he's been on the main roster and was part of the Shield, which I never cared for the Shield in the first place. <gasps> I hope I didn't defend anybody, but I never cared for the Shield in the beginning. But Roman Reigns has been shoved down our throats. Elias is going to get a little bit of a, uh, some imaging here. He's going to get a little bit of push, a little bit of prominence with this match that he's going to have that has been formed now at the Money in the Bank pay-per-view against Roman Reigns. Shane McMahon's going to be in his corner, but what's going on with Shane and The Miz? Is that whole thing just died? I don't think that one's over yet. You're going to see more involving The Miz and Shane McMahon. That whole Shane McMahon-Miz saga 
is far from over. But Finn Balor, he has made his jump over to SmackDown Live. And Andrade, who I thought was going to be on Monday Night Raw, is still on SmackDown Live. I don't understand with this whole superstar shakeup thing, how it's like, okay, you start to see some... I mean, was that part of the shakeup to see where they land? Let's shake them up, get them on each side, see where we want them to be. Let one of them let Andrade have a match on Monday Night Raw, but yet we're going to keep him on SmackDown. Because I was under the impression that when he made his appearance on Monday Night Raw, that's where he was going to be. But no, he's still on SmackDown. They've built him up to be a big heel, him and his Selena Vega sidekick. And he and Finn Balor had a match. Finn Balor reigned victorious. I don't know if that's really going to go anywhere, but we'll see what happens. Uh, Kaori Zane defeated Peyton Royce. Now, she and Asuka have formed a pretty decent little tag team endorsed by Paige. And that has upset Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. They are very upset because it, for, they were absolution in the beginning and they were definitely major heels in the women's tag team department. You're going to see at some point, you'll see Kaori Zane and... What's her name? Sasha Banks. They're not Sasha Banks. Kiari Sane and Asuka <laughs> end up with the tag team titles at some point. I just hope it's not too. I just hope it's not anytime soon. Give them some time to build as a tag team. Peyton Royce, like I said, Peyton Royce and the Iconics. Lipstick right now on the women's tag team titles. That's all that is. That's all they are. They're. That's honestly. I mean, they're, they they got potential to be a good tag team, but I think it's too soon for them to even can be considered for tag team titles and they got them. Like I said, they're holding on to them right now simply because they have nowhere else to put them. They're trying to figure out a different angle for the women's tag team division. Once they figure that out, they will pull those tag team titles off of the Iconics. So, with that being said, I got a feeling that with Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville, they're going to end up, I, I think those two will end up next with the tag team titles. That's just how I see it. I think they're going to end up with the tag team titles next. So there was supposed to be a match last night between... Who was it? Oh, gosh. The modern-day Maharasha and Chad Gable. Well, that ended up getting disrupted by Lars Sullivan. Lars Sullivan is on... According to his social media, he is on SmackDown Live. With that being said, he's going to run a muck in SmackDown Live. They're building him up. They're treating him a lot like Braun Strowman. I was talking to my buddy Jamie Wentz from Bump the Mat, and he said that he sees a Braun Strowman push here. I kind of do, but I kind of don't. I think they're going to make Lars into something a little different. Um, at some point, you're going to see Braun Strowman and Lars Sullivan butt heads. But again, he ran through, beat them all down, threw them all out of the ring, and then here comes... Oh, my gosh. I'm, I don't know why I keep drawing a blank. But uh, who was it that came running out? I can't think of his name right now. But I just got so much going on in my head and <laughs> so much going on around me. But anyway, Lars Sullivan, a force to be reckoned with. We'll see exactly which direction he goes in the future. So Becky Lynch now and Charlotte Flair came face-to-face -face for the first time since WrestleMania. As I said the other day, what is Charlotte Flair without being in the main picture for the women's title? She's nobody. You can't put her in the mid-card for some reason. They've got to find a way. WWE Creative has got to find a way to get her into a mid-card match because right now, all she's doing is squashing down people that are trying to build their way up to gain the title. Think about it. When Asuka had the title, did anybody care? 
No, when Asuka had the SmackDown Women's title, nobody cared because all they were focused on was Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch, with one of them factors being Charlotte Flair. Becky Lynch has earned where she is, and I respect that wholeheartedly. But Charlotte Flair needs to be knocked off her pedestal just a little bit. And it seemed like Becky Lynch agreed with me. She almost echoed what I was saying. And then come last night, here comes Bailey. Bailey comes out. It's like, yo, Charlotte, let's go square up a little bit and let's see who's. You know, if I win, you got to get to the back of the line, and I get a title shot. Well, Charlotte, again, beats Becky, or excuse me, beats Bailey, in order to uh, get a match with Becky Lynch at the, at the WWE Money in the Bank pay-per-view. With all of that being said, that's like I was saying earlier, Becky Lynch now has two matches. She has a match against Lacey Evans, and she has a match against Charlotte Flair, both at the Money in the Bank pay-per-view. How's it going to turn out for Becky Lynch? I feel as if she loses one, if not both, of those matches. I don't know that. I'd like to see Lacey Evans win. I'd like to see Charlotte Flair lose. Because Charlotte needs to just be, like I said, they need to find a way to push her down a little bit. And then maybe later let her come back up. Let somebody else get a title shot. But uh, the way they did it last night was absolutely wrong. Here we go. To finish this out, Kofi Kingston had a match against Shinsuke Nakamura, and it ended up being disqualified, and that's because Rusev climbed in the ring and attacked Kofi Kingston. Well, now Big O, Kevin Owens, he's replacing Big E because Big E is injured. Big O jumped in the ring and started helping out the New Day when it all turned into a big pile of just dogfighting in the middle of the ring between both sides, the New Day and Rusev and Shinsuke Nakamura. Well... After Big O decided to, or after Big O helped the New Day clean house, he turns around and does a super kick to Kofi Kingston. He gives him a super kick, and it's like, the heck? You know what? Don't act like you're too surprised. Everybody saw it coming. Kevin Owens wants a piece of Kofi Kingston to get his hands on that title. I guarantee you, before it's all said and done, we will see Kofi Kingston against Kevin Owens for the WWE SmackDown Championship at Money in the Bank. That's how I believe it's going to go. But we all knew that Kevin Owens has always been an untrustworthy heel the entire time he's been in WWE. So why not have him make some sort of alliance with the New Day, the gentleman that has the championship, and then turn his back on him? I, I, I saw that coming. A blind man saw that coming a mile away. All right, so that kind of sums up everything that's going on this week in WWE between Raw and SmackDown. But on to bigger things here, or behind-the-scenes things, rather. Sasha Banks, where is she? Um, she has been given some time. She was very upset, very, very, very upset that she and Bayley dropped the tag team titles at the WrestleMania. Pay at WrestleMania. They were very upset about that. They protested it, did not want to do it, ended up dropping them, and then... She disappeared and was like, I need some time to get away from this because I think this is wrong. I agree with her. The Iconics, if anyone, the Iconics, should have, it shouldn't have been the Iconics that won. But they did. Uh, Gold Dust. Gold Dust has officially announced, well, all right, Sasha is on a little bit of a break. She may or may not be back. We'll see. Gold Dust. Dustin Rhodes officially announced his retirement via social media. I wish him the best of luck. He was a great Intercontinental Champion back in the Attitude Era. Has an illustrious career. He has done lots of great things, so I want to wish Gold Dust a happy retirement. Luke Harper has officially asked for his release from WWE. If you notice, he was part of the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal back during WrestleMania, and I was like, yes, 
yes, Luke Harper's back. Because I'm a big Luke Harper fan, okay? Luke Harper's my guy. And when I saw him and Braun Strowman kind of go eye to eye in the middle of the ring at the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, I thought that meant something big might be building between two former members of the Wyatt family. I thought that was going to be something cool. But Luke Harper, on his social media, officially asked for his release from WWE. Where will he go? Who knows? But I wish him the best of luck. Uh, Daniel Bryan's injured. That's why you haven't seen him in a while. He got pulled last week from a bunch of uh, house shows that he was supposed to be a part of due to some sort of injury. I don't know what kind of injury it is. One can speculate it has something to do with the concussions that he'd had, and that's why it forced his retirement a few years ago. But I don't know that for sure. That's, a, that's pure speculation on my part. Only one will tell, and I'm sure there'll be some news coming out about that in the near future about his status with whether or not he can get back to in-ring action. Authors of Pain. I was thinking about them just the other day. Where did they go? They completely disappeared back in January, and that's because one half of the Authors of Pain got injured. You know, I, they were in line for a big push, and then they were gone. So maybe they'll be back soon, maybe not. I don't know what kind of injury. I think it was a leg injury of some sort that one of them saw. I think it was Razor. That suffered the injury, but anyway, we'll see exactly how that all unfolds in the near future. I'll see if I can get more information on that. Um, but where's Braun Strowman? He's on a little break, but I'm, I don't think he's going to return to Raw. I think he's going to return to SmackDown. If he returns to Raw, who has SmackDown really got other than Roman Reigns for any sort of anything? I mean, seriously, let's think about it. They got Lars Sullivan, but he's still a newbie. You got to put Braun Strowman on SmackDown. When he comes back from wherever little vacay he was on this week, I think he lands on SmackDown. At least I hope he does. If they put him back on Raw, it'll make absolutely no sense to me because then what are they going to do with him? He's been on Raw ever since the very first Superstar shakeups took place when they had the draft back in WWE and they split up the, uh, the Wyatt family. He's been on Raw ever since. Let's bring him back. Oh, I forgot about Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt. Did you see him the other night? What the heck is that? The Firefly Funhouse? Man, that's going to work up to be a creepy angle. You watch how that all unfolds. I'm not even going to sit here and try to guess what takes place. I want to enjoy it for what it is and see how it all comes undone. Okay? So, keep that all in mind. All that stuff going on behind the scenes. And one little side note. My four-year-old earlier, Austin, was telling me that he thinks that Braun Strowman's going to face John Cena at SummerSlam this year. So I wanted to throw that in there. Oh, your wrestlers. He says his wrestlers are going to have a SummerSlam match, John Cena against Braun Strowman. Okay, I stand corrected. Anyway, that's the long and short of it all. I thank you all for listening to my podcast, whether it be on Spotify iTunes, wherever else, right here on Anchor. Thank you so much. Don't forget, WWE Mentality can also be found at obxtoday.com. Click on the Multimedia tab, and you can find us from there. I want to thank Sam Walker and Carrie Pugh over at obxtoday.com for sharing my podcast and putting it up. Great people over there. And if you haven't checked it out, see, I live on the Outer Banks of North Carolina, specifically Wan Cheese. And... If you haven't checked out obxtoday.com, I strongly encourage it because it is your hub for all things Outer Banks. All right, y'all, keep slamming. I'm out of here. I will talk to y'all again on Monday, next Monday, April 29th, which happens to be my mother's birthday. She'll be 65. I'll give her a shout-out then. Anyway, keep slamming, and we'll holler at y'all later.